Welcome back, Freedom Junkies, to another Freedom Junkie Radio. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that the discussions we have are about creating the world that we live in and creating a free world and having more freedom in our lives than we even know we're not having. A lot of the times we've been programmed in having less freedom in our lives and we don't even know it. And we're going to be discussing, uh, I have uh, Nelson and Allison Mock on today, and we're going to be discussing one of my very favorite topics when it comes to bringing more freedom into our world. And it's freedom from the birth industry. I love this topic so much that I wrote a book about it about 10 years ago called uh, Birthright. You can get it on Amazon. We've been trained throughout the years to think that um, birth is like what Hollywood says that birth, what we don't even know as women, what it is. And then once you experience a natural birth, a home birth, you realize what's been taken from us and uh, the layers are peeling off and more and more people are learning. I'm so excited. I want to welcome Nelson and Allison to Freedom Junkie Radio. Welcome guys. Hi. Hello. Nice Thank to you be for having us. Yeah, nice to be on, Betsy. Okay, so you guys contacted me because y'all recognized I was a friendly when it comes to getting the information out that y'all are getting out right now. So the the, the first thing that I want to throw out there is that you guys had a natural birth, and we're going to talk about that. I don't know the details, but y'all have gotten so inspired that you have created a natural birth symposium, which is going to be happening in March in Austin, Texas at, at Casa de Luz. And so uh, I, I, that's kind of the first thing I want to talk about. And then I want to go into what you guys, because I, it's been 13 years since I gave birth at home and and uh, stuck it to the industry, you know, like this is something uh -huh. mammals yeah. do. <laughs> Yeah. And so I'm, you guys are, are more up to date on what's going on in the hospitals and what you can avoid by not going there. And I don't want to give the hospitals a bad rap because 7% of the time, if that's still the case, uh, 10 years ago, 7% of the time home births need to transport to the hospital, whether that's for the mother or the child and think modern medicine for everything they can do when that 7% of the time is the case and you need to be there and they can help you. They can give you a cesarean, they can give you what you need, but 93% of the time we don't need the hospital. So welcome again. And uh, I want to give a little bit of an introduction to you. Um, Nelson's story is interesting. You've been in IT and tech uh, for 10 years mm -hmm. and then you had a vaccine injury that led you to have eczema and, and issues that you needed some natural, like you recognized that the natural way of treating it was better. And I'm assuming it was during that time that you met Allison because she was already a nature girl like me. She does <laughs> Reiki and has and yoga and um, you can, you've been on a vegan path for a while. That's, I haven't done that. And uh, you had studied acupuncture and walked across Spain all by yourself. I mean, like cool human beings met each other and, and now we have this. 
So after that short introduction, let us um, tell us a little bit about why you guys created the Natural Birth Symposium that's coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, do you do you want to go, or do you want me to? I mean, it was just such an inspiring experience, um, and also very empowering. Um, I took it upon myself to do a lot of research before I even got pregnant. I was doing a ton of research on home birth and just all things natural pregnancy, natural birth. Um, so I was in a sense already kind of becoming obsessed with it. Um, and Nelson was just the perfect match for me, totally on board, um, equally as excited about all of it as I was, which is awesome. Yeah. And I, I wish, you know, that more women had that experience because it really was immensely beneficial to us as a family and to me as a woman to have my husband be so on board with everything that I wanted to do. You know, I didn't have to like twist his arm <laughs> into doing home birth. Um, so all, the whole experience was amazing. Yeah, we were, I mean, we were inspired to do this symposium because the more we learned about the process of birth and how medicalized it has become, it just started to blow our minds. Like we just started going down the rabbit hole. We were going deeper and deeper. And then we found alternative, alternative solutions, right? Um, herbs, uh, even positions of giving birth, right? Just moving around will help the process of birth along. Getting chiropractic care. Right, getting chiropractic care, acupuncture. I mean, there's all these non-invasive solutions that are available that we just don't know about. And I personally came into this birth process not knowing a thing about home birth, zero. I, I was totally indoctrinated, you know, by the media and everything, and I was like, um, oh, when women give birth, you know, I have to rush her to the hospital in my car. So I got to get my car ready and make sure it's all souped up and everything. And uh, we got to get her there in under 10 or 15 minutes. Right. Uh, that's how it goes. And then I just wait outside in the in the hallway while she's in the in the doctor's room. Do, God knows what is happening to her. Um, and that's the way it goes. But once you start to sit down and think about the whole process of birth um we start to realize that humans have been giving birth for thousands of years and we've never had this pharmaceutical medical uh system up until maybe 200 years ago right so for the rest of <clears throat> the, the rest of eternity we've been giving birth naturally and then you start to think about okay women's bodies are literally designed to give birth Everything is there. You don't need more stuff. You don't need this or that. They try to, I mean, the whole birth industry has turned into also another way that they're sucking money from you, right? Everything that they say you need when you, and, and the way they say you need it is because, oh, you will need this because this might happen and it'll be bad. And they instill fear in you. And they're basically manipulating you into buying this product because you feel now that you need it. And if you don't, you're a bad mother. Well, you know, and it's that's, how just a couple of generations and we can forget everything. Right, mm -hmm. right. I mean, we used to know how to give birth. I say it's like giving a birth, like look at all the other mammals. 
horses and walruses and right dogs they give birth we give birth we're meant to just like you said and i want to interject real quick that my i'm so blessed that my sister-in-law invited me to her home birth i wouldn't Mm -hmm. have a clue and i thought this is weird i'm going to a birth that's (laughs) not weird it's not weird at all everyone should go to a birth because it completely changes you and you never get the opportunity no one ever invites you to their birth but so we went and I walked in and I am not a hospital person. I am the opposite. Like I, you won't find me in a hospital unless I'm literally dying and that's going to save me to be there. <laughs> so <laughs> but I was like you, we have been totally programmed to think just like you, you described so beautifully that you rush to the hospital and you have your baby there. That's the only way to do it. And you know right. what? That's the last thing you should do. And so right. I, went into this home. It was quiet. There was beautiful, quiet music, music playing. It was dark. There were candles. There was a, a, a midwife's assistant in the kitchen making soup, like making tea. I, there was no screaming blood. It was the opposite of a hospital. I mean, there, it, it smelled good. <laughs> it was so lovely. She was on a king size bed asking if she should push. And I took it all in and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. This can, you can give birth like this. This was, you know, years before I gave birth. I knew at that moment, I knew that that was going to be for me. And it is, and, and then just like you were saying, Allison, the natural way of, of having a pregnancy too. I, my, one of my questions that we need to talk about is how do we reach people in that tiny window of time between when they're thinking about getting pregnant, getting pregnant and because if, if you don't reach people up until then, they're just going to go the route that we've been programmed to go. Right. So right. That's an interesting, an interesting topic. But um, so I'm, I'm so excited that you're doing this because I was so passionate. I, that the fact that they've stolen this rite of passage for women, mm-hmm. it is, it's not like Hollywood. It is probably the greatest rite of passage that women go through and men allowing their women to, you know, Allison, you said that he was on board and absolutely. Mm-hmm. If your husband is like, Nope, go into the hospital. There's really nothing you can do. You have to both be, be on board there. Right. And, and for you to surrender Nelson and allow her body to do what it was meant to do, not go into a place of fear. We all turn into adults at that moment. You know, it's like, here we go. So yes. anyway, um, you had this idea to share this with the world and create a symposium. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, well, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, um, we wanted to figure out uh, the best way to make an impact. And I don't think that in this world, you know, um, things like, uh, I mean, Ukraine, for example, right um uh how they're funneling our money away from all the taxpayers they're literally sucking money out of the taxpayers and sending to ukraine i mean just just things like that right the uh the whole transgender agenda um everything that's going on um i feel stems from a sense stems from a place of trauma uh and trauma within all of us and the best way I, i believe that we can make a difference is to help other educate and inform other women about the alternative solution that you have for birth 
and giving birth to awakened human beings, right? Trauma-free awakened human beings that come to this earth who are mentally, physically, and spiritually prepared to take on the challenge that's coming for them, right? And in that sense, you know, being trauma-free, you're able to actually um, use critical thinking and then take the steps to change the world. I don't think that we're going to change the world in our lifetime, but maybe in Madison's time, time, uh, lifetime, it, it'll start to shift in that direction. I, and I feel the shift already happening. So I think it's time to put our money where our mouth is, right? And to start taking action, because I also think that's an, that's an issue is that a lot of people have been pacified by idols, right? They think this person's going to save me, or if we vote this politician in, this, they're going to save us and blah, blah, blah. Well, the only person that can save you is yourself. You know, we all, if we all started taking action towards the, the, the world that we want to live in, right, it would, it would be a better place almost overnight. So, you know, that, that's why with this Sacred Birth Symposium, we're, we're doing that. We're, we're taking the steps and we're leading the way and we're not, and we want to raise other people up. We want to provide a platform for birth professionals it's it's a symposium created by parents for parents right mm -hmm. we're not birth professionals we don't come from the industry and we're not selling anything what we're doing is we're allowing we're we're throwing something that's catered for moms who want to learn more about alternative health dads who want to learn more about alternative health and want to figure out a better way to give their child a better life i mean this is the ultimate advantage you can give to your child literally you know from the start this this is amazing. So I I have this vision of you know this th these people that have have been controlling the world in a way and um and manipulating us and and we've been programmed you know to think these certain things because then we purchase the products we become we just right. fall right in line and if we all like you just said take our little pickaxes to it. If there's a million of us that do what we can do, we can bring it down. And um, I, my last interview was with Jim Gale, and he has a theory that if we all just plant food on in half of our yard, we right. take down the tyranny, right? Exactly. I love that you are um, doing it, thinking in terms of having trauma-free human beings coming from a, a place of uh, a natural birth. And I hadn't even thought of that starting from the very beginning. And um, so you're at this symposium. How are we going to get the, okay, well, okay, I'm going to answer my own question here. I wanted sure. to say, how are we going to get the people that need to come to come? But you know what? I think that COVID did something for humanity, a lot of things for humanity. And one was people realized I don't want to go to the hospital. No. 10 years ago, when I was sounding out this, it, you know, it was hard to reach people, but now people are like, dude, I don't want to go yeah. be where sick people are. I don't want to go have to wear a mask. I don't want yeah. to go, have to, you know, like deal with people who don't understand what I understand that human, that our bodies heal themselves and stuff like that. So you might have a larger audience than, than I than I think is the audience when it comes to natural birth. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I think you're absolutely right, Betsy. Uh, a lot of 
it was a blessing and a curse, right, for, for humanity. Um, so with, the, with this symposium, uh, that's why we've, we're keeping it very intimate to only 100 people. So there will only be 100 attendees and only 100 tickets sold for the first symposium. And that's because we want um, you know, women who are on the fence or are seeking alternative solutions or have just woken up to the fact that, oh, wait, I don't want to go to the hospital. What are my options, right? Um, you can come to this symposium. It's a two-day symposium. So just two days out of your entire year, you can spend at this symposium and you will learn everything you need. So you will get all the information. You will get to the uh, learn from speakers and professionals who have been in this industry for over de for de decades and have made their life, um, uh, you know, pushing uh, a holistic birth experience, changing people's lives. And then you will walk away with a resource list and a companion guide that will help you through the whole process. So you don't, you don't feel you're alone, you know, and I think the number one um, issue I I hear um, from women who are hesitant about home birth is that they're afraid, right? It comes back to that fear again, right? And um, we address the fear at the conference, right? We will talk about all the taboo topics that people and doctors and, and the medical industry and the pharmaceutical industry are afraid of discussing, you know, circumcisions, interventions, you know, you know, home birth, like what's at a home birth, you know, um, birth emergencies, right? Because we know that, yes, emergencies always happen. And, and you mentioned, right, you said it was about 7% rate, um, uh, you know, based on actual statistics from uh, 2004 to 2009, um, it is about 10, 10 to 7%, right, of completed home births. So meaning home births that actually completed at home um, and weren't sent to the hospital. So it's very safe. Right. That's the first thing that people need to understand is home birth is very safe and literal Sir? bodies are designed to do that. Will you yeah. clarify the statistic you just said? I didn't quite understand. Over 90 percent. So, right. Yes. So <clears throat> based on a study. So th uh, there's a organization called MANA. Have you heard about it? No. It's a uh, I, I didn't either. And I was just put onto it by one of our speakers, Monica Smith. And she's very uh, she's like me, in a sense, she's very data-driven. Um, so, you know, me coming from a tech background and product management, um, that's what I used to do. I used to, and that's why I know so much about the data collection schemes and all the things, because, you know, we collected data and we analyzed data and we use that to drive decisions through the organization. So MANA is, uh, it stands for, I think, Midwives um, Alliance of Association of North America. And they conducted a study, which is actually one of the largest studies to date of 17,000 women uh, between the years of 2004 and 2009. And they did surveys and everything, and you know they got data and compiled it all together. And based on that, they determined that um, you know home births are safe, right? And that there's a high rate of completed home birth. So uh, the actual statistic is 89.1%, so close to 90% of home births were completed. That means they went all the way from the start at home all the way to completion in the end and we're safe, right? So that's that's the actual statistic of, of home births. And based on that, right, we can say that you have a high chance, 
you know, versus when you go into the hospital, um, I just looked up this statistic and you can look it up too on the CDC website. You have a, you have a 30, about an average of 30% of getting a C-section when you go into the hospital. So one in three women are getting C-sections when they go into the hospital. That's and an extremely that, high rate. And, and let's, let's be clear too. I don't know what, 10 years ago, the statistic was that home births were about, oh, I get homeschooling and home birth mixed up. We do both. Homeschool right. is like 3% of people homeschool. How many, per, how many percentage of people home birth? Um, not many. I'm not, I'm not sure what the actual percentages is. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not 10%. It's probably, it's probably very low. Right. Yeah, I think it's like four or five percent of people. So we're talking about the vast majority of people are going to the hospital. Totally. Yeah. And a third of them are getting cut open. A, a third of them are getting cut open. Right. And and this is where you start to dig deeper down the rabbit hole. Um, right. Is because, OK, why did they need the C-section in the first place? Right. Because back back, say, thousands, a thousand years ago. Right. When we didn't have all this stuff. Were they cutting women and sewing them up? You know, like was was that happening? Were, were they administering anesthesia? You know, back then, I I don't think so, right? And so then the question starts to to surface, like why do we need C sections? What's the purpose, right? And there's tons of studies and tons of people scratching their heads, wondering, you know, why why is there such a high rate of you know infection and disease in a advanced society? Like when you compare an advanced society, like say the USA, a very developed country, to Africa, right? Um, you have a very high rate of disease and all that stuff, and you start to wonder, okay, why is that? Well, you, when you take that, when you shine that same light on the C-section, you're like, okay, why is there such a high rate of C-sections? And maybe you compare it to somewhere like Africa, where a woman sometimes has well i think the average is like five to six kids right in africa and, and africa has the highest overall has one of the highest uh rates of uh i mean ratio of children to women right um so you start to wonder what is the c-section for and usually you know from what i understand a c-section is done because um there's no way for women to uh, push the child out, out, vaginal, out vaginally because say there's some you know a complication or, or something happens or maybe the baby stops moving and, and the doctor says oh you, we have to get this out now right and then you I mean it's, it's a whole rabbit hole but <laughs> and it'll take forever if we go down it but you know um, some of these problems that are caused that require a C-section can be solved by just literally switching position, right? And then you learn that when a mother is on her back giving birth, right, with her legs spread out like this, it's probably the worst possible position you can have to give birth. Because when you do that, instinctively you're thinking, oh, if I, if I, you know, spread my legs out like this, um, it's going to be easier for the baby to come out, right? But it's not. Right, it's not, it's not what we're taught. And, and when I learned from the midwife that actually standing up and you know crossing and putting your knees together actually opens it up more so the baby can pop out easier. Right. Well, so you know, you, you're you're just making all these things fire for me. I um with my first child, I would have 
got, they would have taken, they would have opened me up in the hospital. And right. so a lot of things happen. Women need to understand and, and know if we can reach anyone who's, who's pregnant right now or considering being pregnant. Um, once they get you in the hospital, the goal is to get the IV in you, because if they can get the IV in you, then you're stuck. And the best thing you can do when you're giving birth is move around. Like you're saying, walk around, squat down, hang from a tree, you know? And so my child was my midwife recognized exactly what you're saying. Every time I laid down, she couldn't hear his heart tones anymore. The heartbeat, right. she couldn't hear his heartbeat was going away. Right. But when I sat up, so instantly in the hospital, if they hear that the heart tones are going down, get that baby right now. Exactly. I would have been one of those people. Okay. But she also, since we were at home and she really wanted to complete this home birth, every time I stood up or sat up, the heart tones came back. Mm -hmm. So she said, girl, you're going to have to stay upright. So I went and put the toilet seat lid down and sat on the toilet seat upright mm -hmm. because I'd been walking around. I was, a, I was tired. Um, and, and she said to me, we need to go ahead and have this baby. You need to work to have this baby. You need to be walking around. You need to be moving. We need to get this baby out because if you don't, then you're going to end up transporting. Yep. And so um, there, there's so many things that when you were just talking that just fired off for me about how the we're, we're pushed into this place of fear. And, and every pregnant woman has fearful moments because it's the unknown. You don't know what's about to happen. You don't even know who is about to come into your life. You don't, it's, it's this totally unknown surrender, place of complete surrender. And if someone pushes you into a place of fear, you just go right there. And if, if some group of authorities are standing there with white coats and, and, and they say, I just lost your video. There you are. Um, and they say, you need to do this. You, for, you need an advocate. You need a strong advocate if you're in the hospital. There are so many things we could talk about here. But what I want women to go away with is that, like you said, birth is a safe thing to do. And if it gets, if you're at home and it starts to get a little bit iffy, then you have the hospital. Right. And just realize you have to have studied a little bit about what happens in the hospital. When I was at, at this point in my life, my cousin was also pregnant and giving birth and she planned on doing a natural birth in the hospital, which you can do, right. but it is hard because they want to get that IV in you. And those nurses want to knock you out and, and, and make you not feel anything because they don't want to hear you moaning and, and, right, right. and, and if in whatever you do, you don't want an IV in there. Cause once you get an IV in you, you can't roll around. And like you said, squat, squatting down. Oh, I want to tell this story real quick. I heard this and this inspired me so much long before I gave birth. I knew a girl in North Carolina. She was 16. I had known her since she was like 13. And I asked a friend of mine how she was doing. And they said, oh, she had a baby. And I was like, she had a baby. She's 16. And they said, yeah. And I was like, well, what, you know, who's the dad? They're like, well, I don't think the dad's around. And I'm like, well, and she, this was a girl who lived out in the woods and had nothing. And I said, what'd she do? And they said, well, she just squatted down and gave birth in the woods. And I'm like, I remember thinking, you can do that. You can squat down and give birth. And I remember thinking, because I was in my 20s when I heard this story, 
you, her name was Elizabeth. And I was thinking, you go, Elizabeth, you just taught me deeply that I can squat down and give birth. Mm -hmm. We all can. We can all yeah. squat down and give birth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's the amazing. idea of going to the hospital never crossed her mind. Like I'm right. sure she never even went to a doctor. I never had an ultrasound. There's so much to talk about. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a, a very deep topic that is not discussed, right? And you know, we were also just talking about that this morning. Like, you know, some of us who have had a transformational experience, uh, we sometimes feel bad about talking about it with other people because maybe they had a traumatic experience or then they didn't have good experience and we don't want to diminish their experience, right? But at the same time, we can't diminish our experience because, and at the same time, we're also robbing them of new information that they could be using to change their lives, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting place to be, to be like the woman who's on the natural path. And I mean, to me, that feels normal, but to the rest of the world, that's alternative, you know, that's like taboo and dangerous or whatever, you know, they think it is. But I just found it really interesting that of all the women I grew up with, of all the friends I ever had, not a single one of them had a home birth or even a midwife, you know? and. I was the first one to do it. And that was just like mind blowing to me. And I will say, I actually did have one close friend who this was her third birth or her third pregnancy. Um, she was eight weeks ahead of me in her pregnancy. And for each of her births, she had progressively gotten more and more natural. And so for this third birth, she was planning a home birth. So it was really cool for us to be able to bond over that together my first birth her third birth both going down the home birth route um but that was the first friend that i knew of you know of all the childhood friends i had and people i grew up with like no one else was doing well, this you and are going to inspire by being we can't change other people we can only change ourselves and by being that in, we can get up on our soapboxes and talk and talk and talk until we're blue in the face, but unless someone's ready to shift mm. it here. So I right. applaud you for doing what you're doing because um, this is interesting too. I heard when I first started homeschooling, I heard from a veteran homeschool mom that people aren't going to want to hear about it because it challenges it challenges the decisions they've already made. And so like if they already sent their kids to school, which 97% of people do, um, you represent a decision that could have been made that's possibly could have been better and they can't, that breaks them, that's right. cognitive dissonance. So they have to go, you're wrong. You're right. doing the wrong thing. And that's a hard thing for people like us who walk the edge of what is not, definitely not normal and out of the box. Mm -hmm. And so- I I hadn't really thought of that because I'm so into the home birth. Like I inspired many of my friends and, and I think you will too, just by having done it and talking about it, people are interested. They really are. And, right. and so um, my, one of my very, very best friends in this whole world gave, had two home births because she recognized it was a possibility. So I'm so glad you're doing it. Don't be in fear of, uh, you know, stepping on the toes of the majority. Mm -hmm. Bless yeah. all of our hearts. We've all been programmed, you know? Right, and right, right. and we don't want to step on the toes, like, but 
and we want to help you have a better experience right this this event actually is for you it's for those people who who are seeking more information and you know if there's anything you take away from what we're talking about and and this symposium and and even this podcast is that just ask questions why is it wrong to ask a question you know like when we all went to college they said oh um you know there are, there are no dumb questions right the professors wanted you to ask questions so now why in the real world can we not ask questions right mm -hmm. and we can question i would say question everything right um Yay! because you never, know what you, you never know what you find so you know this this all came because we started questioning stuff you know allison and i both started questioning stuff she or she was more on the on the rebel bandwagon than, than <laughs> early than i was but you know, I, you know, I completely flipped my worldview. I mean, I, I definitely had a crisis in, in 2020 because, you know, just so many things surfaced, right? Like the COVID stuff and then the vaccine stuff and then, you know, realizing, so I've had eczema and asthma all my life, you know, and my parents have always told me that and we've spent, and they spent thousands and thousands of dollars on trying to treat the eczema and, and no pharmaceutical medical person ever told me what it was. And, because of what happened in 2020, I realized, wow, I've actually been vaccine injured my entire life, not, not from eczema and asthma. And, and that started me, started me on the, this path of questioning everything and, and look where we are now. So, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been quite a journey, but the Sacred Bear Symposium is just the start for us. Like we don't plan for this to be one, a one-off event. We want this to be to turn into a platform and uh, a center point for the community. You know, um, it's an event. You know, targeted at moms who are seeking alternative solutions, and parents, right, moms and dads. But if you're a birth professional and you want to come and and learn more, or you're a budding birth professional, right, and you want to come and learn more, or and you want to come and network with women. Uh, and possibly get some clients. I mean, this is the best way to do it, right? In person, um, because someone can see you, can hear you, and can can feel you, right? I think that's probably the most important part is the feeling your vibes and feeling if they're a good fit for you. Um, so, you know, we're really hosting this event for everyone, everyone involved. And you know what? If if you're in the medical industry and you want to come learn about this too, or you, you want to come ask questions and question us, I mean, by all means, we would love to have you there because you know this is these are the kind of discussions I want to have. And and maybe we're wrong about some things, right? Uh, I I totally admit, like we we could be wrong, but um, I I just haven't seen that yet. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, we can all be wrong. That's that's how yeah. we learn to choose new things. Okay, so you're only going to have 100 people there. This is news to me. Are you, is it going to be available to people online? Uh, so for the online thing, we're definitely considering offering something. Um, it will not be, uh, uh, it will not be streamed online because we really want you to be there in person. Right. This is an I, I want to stress that this is an in-person event because I don't I mean, I don't even feel like I don't feel like text messaging or phone calls or anything virtual is a proper way of communicating. Um, you know, I think video calls can definitely tread the tread the line. It's closer. But <laughs> it's closer. Right. But like the way you're going to get the most out of the information is if you attend in person. Mm -hmm. And we also wanted to focus on the Austin um area because 
when you're looking for a birth professional, you're looking for someone local, right? You're looking for someone who can help you and can be there possibly, and you can go see. So um, our our role it's is to also going to be an interactive event. right like right. we're you know we're having q a at the end of every speaker's um talk so the audience has the opportunity to ask their questions that are on their hearts and minds you know mm -hmm. and get an answer right then and there um we're also having some interactive demonstrations so you know it's not the type of event that you can get the most out of it just from watching a live stream right so however I, I will add though that we are planning something for um people who are not able to attend the conference okay so if you're not able to buy a ticket like you will uh we will figure out a way to help you um because a lot of the information that's going to be in the conference will be made available to everyone for for a, a, a small fee mm -hmm. um so we're we're still working on that offer but it'll come definitely after the the conference okay so it's who do you want to buy those hundred tickets who do you yeah you said eve from women who who want to know more about who are interested in um the birth and, and natural birth to professionals who want to know more so right. anyone who, who wants to know more can come um dads uh, i mean we we would love to have more dads too right like men because um you know men like it's it's a team effort right both the men and the women are involved and it's very difficult to go through something so um, challenging, right? Without without a partner, uh, without support, and you know, for for a man, I mean, the literally the best gift you can give your woman is this transformational experience. I mean, you you will literally change your woman into a better woman, and your woman your woman will love you more for it. Right. Right. Sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but I would say that this this event, um, I mean, if you're a woman who has already had a traumatic hospital birth experience and you're, you know, curious about home birth, or even if you're a woman who has struggled with fertility and you're trying to get pregnant, mm -hmm. this event is for you. I mean, we're going to be discussing all things natural and holistic from everything from fertility, the beginning, all the way until the, right. the fourth trimester, the postpartum period. So, I mean, really anyone who's interested in home birth and wants to learn more or the natural aspects of birth and, you know, has discovered that there is another way other than the, the traditional narrative of the hospital birth, then this event is definitely for you. And that goes for you know the women giving birth and then also their husbands or partners as well if they want to learn more right and you made a very important point um the the purpose of this conference too and this symposium is to walk you through the whole process right so we're, we're going to address your questions at every step of the way you're going to be able to ask questions um and get answers from professionals who've been in in this industry and are holistic minded they you know, they we they think more about herbs versus what sort of interventions in the hospital can you get, right? Because a lot of the, the complications of birth can can be <laughs> addressed 
early on by prevention, right? And well, and furthermore, I think, sorry, this is going back to the previous topic that I think I missed, but you guys were talking about the C-section rates right, and right. all of that. Right. Actually, you know, most of those interventions given at the hospital actually lead to the C-section. Right. The, the interventions are kind of create yeah. a cascade effect. Um, yeah. So they're actually creating more issues in the hospital, but. Yeah, and, and, and not even just the C-sections, but also like using anesthesia right mm -hmm. during during birth and right. and you know you're you're supposed to, you, your body needs to feel sensations to push the baby out right and when you numb it with anesthesia your body is gets confused because there's a feedback loop going on right it's like your your nerves to your brain to your nerves to your brain going on and that's the feedback loop that helps your body push and move the birth process forward so if you numb yourself right you're going to you're going to mess with that process completely and then it gets stuck and then you're like okay well i guess the only way is to get vacuumed out which i'm like i can't even imagine what that looks like <laughs> a baby vacuum and how traumatic that can be for the baby too right because the baby's feeling all that stuff and and it's already being birthed into a new environment i mean just just think how traumatic that would be for a baby to get sucked out head first right from this like warm place i mean it's just terrible to think of you know and that's mm -hmm. that's the kind of trauma that stays with you for your entire life right and people it's subconscious no you 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 don't know it's there well you know it's so interesting i've heard you know that that the last thing you want like when you're if you're if you're in the hospital and they're trying to give you an iv you've got to say no no iv because they will either try to give you um something to induce the They'll, they will try to get that baby out of you. And if they start messing with you with drugs, that's what, like you said, causes it's, it's that feed, that thing that causes how does the baby and the mom's bodies work together to make it happen. And if they give you something to make you not feel it, that, but like you said, the baby's feeling everything when right. they come out and their heads are bruised from the birth canal. They've been feeling right. that we need to, I need to feel it too. Right. And the, the, the magic that happens after the baby crowns and you get this psychedelic rush of hormones that you never get at any other time in your life. If you shut that off, what is the baby not getting? We don't even know. Right. And so exactly. there's no, all that intervention does, it does cause problems and it causes things to stop. Yeah. And so just giving birth naturally and trusting that process and also knowing I think that, you know, because we have this fear that's been programmed into us, knowing that you're however many minutes from the hospital, should you need to go, you know, mm -hmm. and um, allowing these professionals, these women who uh, you, the they, live, they live, breathe and sleep this stuff. They like, you know, you, you wonder, I mean, I wondered what, what a midwife did, right? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. And then once we met, you know, Stephanie, our, our midwife and, I just saw her life, like her, her entire life is literally about birth and she's on call 24 seven, you know, even, even at one or 2 AM in the night. And I mean, these people work insanely hard and they dedicate their lives to this and, and for a reason, right. And, and I want to touch on what you said, uh, uh, just a few minutes ago where you said, you know, like they, you will have to refuse these things, right. The, 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 the hospital come and offer you all these things and, and you have to refuse it, um, you know, and, and when it's just you and your, say your, your, your partner, right, your, um, 
that, that are there in, in a hospital and, and giving birth and you have to refuse all these things and you don't even know what they're saying right half the time they're they're spitting some jargon at you you know um that's when a midwife is extremely valuable right because she, when you hire a midwife and say you're going to the hospital if you are going to the hospital you better have a freaking midwife right because like would you walk into a courtroom without a lawyer or a doula right like would you would you walk into a legal battle with a lawyer without a lawyer why would you go to a hospital without a midwife right who, who, who will advocate for you is educated on all these things and can make help you make the right decision um when you're not because you're in a state of emotional it's a very vulnerable high, time it is yeah. it is and and just when you just think about how vulnerable you are in the hospital and what they're doing they're literally taking advantage of you well right? i also want to come back to the fact that is as frustrated as people who like us are with the birth industry thank god it's there you know, right. I mean, it's like, you know, there was a movie, I want to say Ricky Lake made it called The Business of Being Born. Did y'all see that or hear about that? That's, it's getting old. It. Like 15, mm. such a good movie. I, I highly recommend it. And it's about the birth industry mm -hmm. and how it is not about empowering women. And this is the most empowering moment of your life. These few yeah. hours um, and, and how it's just been snatched away. And so I love that. This is my favorite. This is one of my very favorite topics. Everything that y'all are talking about from conception, trying to conceive, having a natural, healthy pregnancy. If you have a healthy pregnancy where you're getting plenty of nutrition, plenty of exercise, plenty of water, plenty of sunshine, if you're getting a healthy pregnancy, so many things happen. First of all, you probably are going to have a very healthy birth. And second of all, the, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. If you, there is, oh, yes. My midwife is convinced that 40 weeks is not the typical gestation. She said when her, when she makes sure that her, her girls are getting plenty of vitamins, plenty of everything I just said, exercise, that placenta and that baby stay for 42 weeks. Mm -hmm. So they start taking babies early inducing them taking them by c-section because they think oh the baby's been in there too long and she's like right. that's not what i find when we do it totally naturally the babies actually stick around a little longer and cook a little longer in there and get right. more so there's right. so much we don't know and i i just if you're a birth professional that's on the on the uh western medicine side of things and you are hearing this i don't want you to feel berated by people like us we want you on our side we want you in there advocating we want right. the doctors and the nurses and people going no she wants it natural let her have it but they need this education too mm -hmm. so what is you said that this this symposium is only the beginning what do you see this symposium leading to could there be one in every city every year you know, every uh, uh, five years from now, what is the birth symposium, natural birth symposium looking like? Yeah, great, great question. And uh, this is something that's still a little fluid for us, but we definitely see the there being a second symposium um, with the amount of just the amount of um, uh, support that we receive from the community on this topic. 
um, I definitely see there being a lot of incentive to move this forward, right? Um, because uh, it's empowering women. Um, it's also uh, re reinvigorating the birth community. Uh, what happened in COVID, right, with all the shutdowns and everything, it really threw a wrench in a lot of people's plans, right? There used to be a gathering of midwives. There used to be a lot of networking events. And now uh, where a lot of people are just stuck, you know, without events to go to or without networking, uh, proper networking, and, and even, you know, birth professionals are, are, are being challenged, um, you know, finding, say, like other people to pass off things to or refer to, right? Because uh, you need this whole community of people who do different things to work to support the women who are giving birth, right? The chiropractors, the uh, people who uh, do placenta processing, right? Um, uh, midwives, uh, doulas, you know, um, mental, uh, uh, psychological support, you know? Um, so there, there needs to be a network of these people. And for a, a, a new mom coming into this, right? You need that network to support you. Usually you go to a hospital and then they refer you to this doctor or this doctor or the hospital has all the doctors, right? Well, um, why not break your dependence on the hospital and, and create your own network of people that you trust, right? Um, you know, that's, that's the other key too, is like, this is providing you with choice now, with the freedom of choice um, and also to know that um, you don't have to depend on a hospital, right? Because sometimes in the hospital, like you, you're waiting to be induced or something like that. And they say, oh, we're at capacity. So you're just going to have to wait, right? Or uh, your, your doctor who was going to help deliver your baby is like, oh, sorry, I'm out on vacation. Um, well, how about this doctor? I trust him. He's my friend. And you're like, I don't know this doctor. I've been working with you forever. And now you're off on vacation. I mean, you know, because they like they the way that they have um the way that they run the medical industry right is these doctors see tens or hundreds of patients in in a week right and they're exhausted i mean just imagine what they go through and they're working like 10 to 12 hour shifts i mean of course they're exhausted of course they don't want to deal with this right and why not get a midwife who will cost probably just as much as a doctor and maybe even save you more money on it and be completely dedicated to you 24 seven, right? And who can answer almost every question, advocate for you. Like she's literally on your side, you know, and you're being protected. So um, <clears throat> there's just so much this conference has to offer. Um, so that that's where I see this conference going, right? Is, is to provide women that network, that option, um, also a place to discuss it openly, right? Because now, God forbid, if we discuss it on Instagram or Facebook, right? Um, oh, really? Then, I don't do Instagram and Facebook. I mean, I'm on there, but I don't do it. So you yeah, can't I, do it well, on either. We, <laughs> natural birth? Yeah, yeah. We, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, there are certain things that you can't say, right? Or, or they will censor right. you. So, um, uh, you know, and, and then on top of that, so with, with there being multiple conferences, hopefully in the future, uh, we will also plan to offer, you know, products and po possibly products and services through our platform, right? So getting education, right? Um, if you want to know more from a birth professional on a certain topic, right? Um, 
hope uh, we will plan to offer all that all those things on on the website and make it cost a reasonable amount, right? Because that's how much really all these things should cost. So. Okay, so if um, someone's interested, it, there's still places available in the symposium. I'm assuming it's it, you just kind of came up with it a few weeks ago. I mean, I just right. found out. Um, how right. can people how can people buy tickets or find out more? Right, right. Um, so visit www.sacred-birth.com. So sacred-birth.com. That's where you'll find information on the event um that's where you can find you know like a teaser video that will will explain a lot of the things that we want to um convey in this symposium uh you can buy tickets on there um we are uh we have a, a small window of time for just early bird tickets that will end in january and then once january happens uh we will start rolling out our standard tickets which will cost more so um we've also locked down um a few some speakers that we're we admire uh, um, who are local to the Austin area and and, and the Central Texas area and um, you know it's it's the whole process of um, planning this symposium has been such a such a blessing and such a um, an amazing experience just to connect with these professionals so sacred-birth.com um, that's where you'll find most of the information you can connect with us on Telegram. Uh, at Sacred Birth Symposium. Uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, at Mohenjo Bath, which is actually our, our parent company. So um, we also create holistic uh, uh, herbal organic bath and body care products. And that's how we got our start in the holistic industry um, and then decided to launch this symposium. Uh, and then on Facebook, you can also connect with us, but it's through uh, Texas Wellness Events. So I highly recommend you join um, there if you uh, if you have any of those platforms. We're also on an app called Float. So Float is a decentralized social media platform that's based on blockchain, and they're also um, against censorship. So uh, highly recommend uh, if you're interested in that stuff, you can connect there as well on Float. Um, so those are all the ways to connect with us, but um, the best, the easiest way is definitely to visit the website, sacred-perf.com. You can okay. also sign up for email updates on the website and get yeah. direct updates that way. Yeah, we're going to roll out our speakers and topics and workshops and all that stuff. Like all the best stuff is literally yet to come. So, yeah. Okay. So a lot of my audience is not in central Texas. So I'm thinking that you're going to spark some people to want to perhaps almost follow in your footsteps and create something in their community. So if someone's interested in, in creating something similar in their community, can they contact you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're happy to share, uh, any, all the things that we've learned, um, because that's, I think that's the best way that we can inspire a lot of these people, right? Is to show them that, hey, just normal people like you can do this, you know? Um, and I'm tired of hearing the, the excuse of, oh, we just had a baby, so, you know, we can't do this stuff. Well, we literally just had our baby five months ago and, and we've been planning this symposium the whole time. 
right uh so and doing other things yeah and doing other things and and it's because we have good teamwork right mm -hmm. we um we work as a team and we work together and to care of this baby an amazing baby who i know she was fussy in the beginning but that's time <laughs> and too much going on for her to fall asleep which yeah. is why i left the room but having a natural pregnancy and a natural birth I truly believe has led to her just being such an easy, if you will, baby, you know, for us. It's been I mean, easier, yeah. Every everywhere we go, every time we're, you know, hanging out with a group of people or whatever, they're like, "Your baby's so chill. Is she always still?" Like, <laughs> oh, it's it's the second time we're seeing her, so it wasn't an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. But see, part of that, part of that is just breastfeeding, which you're yes. doing right, right now. When you exactly. have a fussy baby, pretty much they want the boob. And exactly. I feel like my children, I breastfed my first one for two years and my second one for three years. Some people do it longer than that. You know, it's a, it's a totally a personal preference, but mm -hmm. uh, it is the greatest thing ever. That's yeah. what they want. It's, it's not just the milk. It's the connection yeah. to right. that, which is their world. Correct. Their Correct. world. Yeah of just you too. And you know what? That makes me think when you were talking about the community, the Austin community is amazing. Back in the day, 12 years ago, we had a, it was a, nur a nurse in, back when they were doing those uh, flash mobs, when that was a thing, <laughs> people remember that. Mm. We went and sat on the steps of the Capitol, hundreds and hundreds of women and their husbands and all breastfed their babies at the same time it was there really is a huge um, naturally inclined community and this probably exists all over and for us to just be talking about it and and inspiring people and you know that breastfeeding thing that's the kind of thing your your midwife your doctor doesn't teach you how to latch on right after birth and they huh. take your baby from you they take your baby and god knows what they're doing back there with your baby for hours when mm -hmm. at home they just plop the baby right onto your chest and instantly within three or four minutes of birth, y'all are kind of dealing with the aftermath and what's the placenta doing and there's a cord and all this. The baby starts nursing instantly. It's this bond and connection that's the opposite of trauma. What's the opposite right. of trauma? Like, Right. And then it's you know, pleasure, joy. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, and you have this bond instantly and, and there's, so much to the experience and the community that you guys are going to start pulling out of the woodwork because I think that it, it, deep inside our nature women we we have a natural inclination and we know that something's oh, not right it doesn't feel right when you get wheeled through a hospital that doesn't no. feel right you know, and we're trusting our intuition more. So I applaud you two so much for getting this going. And what I wish for you is to keep your momentum up. You know, I was so passionate about this when I wrote my book, which covers all of these topics. Like every, I tried to cram everything my midwives taught me from conception to uh, circumcision and and uh, the question of whether to do it or not and cloth diapers and and everything afterwards right the whole, the, the lactation the the breastfeeding all of it into that book called birthright and um once my kids were toddlers and we started and then growing up a little bit more into the homeschooling and stuff 
I had, since I had trouble, I don't think I tried that hard, but, but I think I thought it was going to be too hard to reach women and men in that window of time when they need to be reached. Mm-hmm. Cause it's too late if they've already started in with an OBGYN and they're already going that route, you know, yeah. already chosen the day that the baby's going to be born. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can't reach them then. So I I wish for you to keep the passion going. I'm assuming maybe y'all are going to have more babies. So you keep yeah. it going. I mean, I'm past that. And so, um, but I, you're, you, when I talk to you about this, I just feel the excitement of it lighting up at me. And for yeah. uh, humanity, humanity needs to get back to nature and being a mammal and giving yeah. Right. Oh, right. it's so great. And yeah. and start taking responsibility, right? Like that's that's ultimately what has happened is is we've given away our the responsibility of taking care of ourselves. Granted, for very good reasons, right? Because now, like, we have to work harder to make a life for ourselves, and we have to work on two incomes, and you know, it, it's. I mean, this is mind blowing. Once you go down the rabbit hole and you start looking and questioning everything, and you, and you realize like we like we really do need to go back and take responsibility and and take action, right? Stop, stop, stop being passive. You know, take action, do something, start something. You know, um, that's the best way that we can start to change and start to shift things in this in this direction. It's not waiting for someone to do it for you, not waiting for some idol or some politician or something the cloud. Like we have to make the change ourselves. You know, we, we are, we, we literally are the change. Like we have the power to do this and, you know, it just requires you taking, taking steps and, and yes, it can be scary. It can be hard. It can be frightening. It can be challenging and, but it's, it's, it makes life worth living, right? It's totally worth it. Oh, you are speaking my language. Yes. It, it got, and you are way ahead of your time 12 years ago, right? You, you are way ahead of the curve. And now a lot of us are just catching up, Betsy. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that I remember my midwife saying, um, I, I said something about her delivering my baby. She was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not delivering this baby. You are. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and <laughs> doctors want to do it for you. They want, and bless their hearts. You know, they want right, to right. take your pain away. They want to right, do right, it right. for you. But they're taking away that huge rite of passage and your responsibility. Like you just said, if we can take responsibility for everything and walk into the unknown, we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know right. what the future holds. Why not jump in and, and create something? Like you said, let's do this. Right. It is to us. We and, are and it is, waiting for. Right, right. And it is safe, right? It's proven to be safe. So it's, it's safer. A, right. It's safer. Right. And, and, and uh, I definitely... <laughs> You know, I, I definitely feel it's it's kind of a a weird thing when someone says, you know, wow, you're you're so brave to. Oh yeah, you know, to me, it's scary birth. to go to a hospital. It's scary. I yeah, I don't want to go to a hospital. You know, because <laughs> like the, just a chance, like you're adding additional risk on top of it's the risk you already slope have. Too. Right? I mean, if you're gonna go to the hospital, you know, like in yeah. the film Orgasmic Bird um it was a, a gentleman who worked for the cdc in the i don't know whatever their birth 
sector of the CDC is. And he said, you know, if you offer someone candy over and over and over again, they're going to take it. And to women who go to the hospital, that's what that is to them. You know, someone is offering to take the pain away and they're scared. So if you keep tempting them, you know, they're going to take it. And that's the slippery slope that could possibly lead to and does lead to one out of every three women in the hospital getting a C-section, Right. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe it may seem like we're demonizing the hospital and the medical industry and all that stuff. And, and and maybe in some way, you know, we are for the people who are making the decisions that higher up, but for the people working it, right. The nurses, the, the doctors, the people who want to do good in other people's lives, like I commend you. And, you know, like I, I ask you to, to just think, right. And question, where did you learn all this stuff from, right? Like maybe there is a better way because that's, that's what science is, right? Like science is always questioning. Science is always evolving and changing. And if you're telling me that I can't ask questions and that you can't ask questions and everything is already set in stone, ready for you to just read a book and pick it up and follow instructions. I mean, I'm sorry, but you're, you're wrong, right? Like you, you need to go and, and question and you know what? You can prove me wrong. I welcome you to do that, right? Because I, because I want to know if I'm wrong, right? I, I want to know. <laughs> you know, I want to know the truth. That's and that at the end of the day, that's that's all. You know, like that should matter, right? Um, and and there's lots of doctors and nurses who have jumped ship and gone the holistic path and found answers that they they thought were 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 impossible you know, and, and that's what I, that's personally what I experienced too. So all this is coming from personal experience, right? We're, we're, we're not here to um, make, you know, statements and that we can't back out. Everything we've mentioned is, is based on either data that we've gotten or personal experience. And we want you to have your own personal experience. And, you know, I, I believe that the human body is amazing and powerful and can heal anything given the right circumstances you know, and I experienced that with my eczema too, right? Uh, like I, like I've always identified with always having asthma and eczema and all that stuff, but I realized like that's because I was asking the wrong people. Once I started asking holistic doctors and naturopaths about this stuff, I mean, they start giving me answers that no one could give me. It was it was it was incredible. So, you know, I'm I'm all I'm a I'm a truth seeker, right? I, I question and seek the answers. And we should all be doing that rather than just following orders. Yep. And trusting that our bodies, these incredible things that we were given, know what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in birth, that's such a huge part of it. Trusting our, our bodies to give birth and they don't need any intervention. Right. So, I mean, it's possible that you, you do. It does happen. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of the time you can do it. And to go through that. Oh, you guys, I am so excited about your symposium and I'm so excited about your passion for this topic. And so I will post everything that you, all the ways to get in touch with you, your telegram float, all that in the show notes of this podcast. And so uh, keep in touch. I know that you're on Freedom Junkie Radio on uh, Telegram. So keep us posted when you come out with the speakers and topics and anything that uh, can inspire 
I know y'all are doing this from a place of, of, of selflessness, of, of really desiring for humanity mm-hmm. to heal and to go in a positive direction of freedom and, and responsibility. So um, in any way that I can help you to do that, just let me know. And because uh, that's that's exactly what I'm doing, too. So, yeah, thank you, Betsy, for everything you're doing. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I thank you so much. So freedom junkies, we're going to have to call, we know what we got to end this. Is there anything else you want to leave us with anything else you'd like to say that we haven't covered? Uh, I feel like I've been talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to be talking. Um, I just want to say that, you know, for me personally, having a natural birth was the most transformative and empowering moment of my entire life. I mean, as you've been saying, you know, birthright, I know the title of the book is kind of twofold, but it is, it's a woman's rite of passage. And I truly feel sad that that has been stolen from so many women and that they've had a traumatic experience in some way, if that's what they experienced giving birth in a hospital. And I just want more women to have that empowering experience because mm-hmm. what I've noticed since entering into this world, you know, natural birth is that there are so many women who are so fired up about birth. I mean, eat, drink and sleep it so passionate, just obsessed with it, which is how I've become. And it's because that's for a reason, you know, it's, it's the most amazing experience of your entire life. And I just want every woman to have that, you know, here, so. here. I agree with you a hundred percent. It's a, it was a part of my life that's starting to, you know, fade into the background of my life. I'm looking forward to having grandkids, you know, uh, a lot, but I agree with you 100%. It was the most transformative time in my life, mm-hmm. the, the, the pregnancy and birth. And if I had known that it was like, that it was going to be that way, I'd have had 10 kids. I would have started <laughs> 18. But no, I, I fell into that programming of wait, have kids later, enjoy your life, party, do all this. It's like, no, I just read one the other day. Have Find that partner and have your babies early because the earlier you do it, the longer you get to enjoy them. And that actually took me a second. I was like, really? I'm like, oh yeah, because you're going to live a certain amount of time and you can live with them. You get to live with their, it's the most, having a family and and falling in love with the people around you is the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. No one told me that. I feel ripped off. I didn't have my first baby till I was 34. And I would have done it when I was 24. I would have done it when I was, I mean, it's the best thing ever. And in the whole process of natural pregnancy and birth, I, I, it's, it's alchemical. It, mm-hmm. it shifts you as a woman that you've gone from maiden to mother mm-hmm. and I'm on my way to crone. And it is something we should never have stolen. I think that there could be really something to the spiritual aspect of taking that from women on purpose Mm. then we don't step into our power because when I did that my husband was like dude I will dig post holes I will connect black water I will do you do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me witnessing what I did the spiritual you know there's six of you in the room and then suddenly there's seven it's Mm. the most amazing moment 
of mm-hmm. birth. It, and it's it's even more spiritual for the other people because it's so physical as the actual mother yeah. doing it. I thought it would be real spiritual giving birth. No, I went into my warrior. My warrior came out. It was like, no, this isn't this isn't spiritual. This is real. This is physical. we're doing. <laughs> yeah, this. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm. A, well, one of our friends said that uh, giving birth, the process of giving birth, they like did some measurement or something like that, and it's as much stress on the body as a tour de France. You know, it's like one of the most physical events, like anyone could ever do and that's what every woman goes through mm-hmm. you know it's a nine month toward the france <laughs> we're all badasses we're complete yeah. badasses and for, for that to get taken i'm exactly with you there allison 100 yeah. percent. it's we need to bring that back and you know um well allison has no, a theory on on your chakras oh yeah mm-hmm. i'm working on an ebook that i'm gonna give out for free but um just about an experience that i feel i had throughout the pregnancy and then culminating at the birth that i've just never heard anyone talk about before um and i felt that my chakras were being ignited one by one starting with the root chakra and then culminating with the crown chakra at the birth and that starts off you know with what is known as the nesting phase you know that's a very root chakra sort of situation you're in where you're gathering information you're setting up your home to make sure that everything is prepared and that you feel safe and secure and those are all like very root chakra oriented feelings and that's how every pregnancy starts off you know mm-hmm. and then like you were talking about the the um I don't think the word you used was hallucinogenic but what was the word you used? psychedelic psychedelic thank you psychedelic I mean it, it can be a very psychedelic experience mm-hmm. you know you're out of body almost when you're giving birth like it is a very intense experience well, your body and your brain produces and the, the hormones yeah. and chemicals that your body is producing to help you through that which interventions can interfere with you know that oh. natural process mm-hmm. um that the body already how, has natural anesthesia. Right. <laughs> and, and that is how, you know, birth is intended to be. And it can be a pleasurable experience. Some women have a pleasurable experience with their birth. Um, mm-hmm. It's largely uh, the, um, you know, conditioning and brainwashing, if you will, about birth and the, the fear that's been instilled in women throughout our entire lives about how painful and traumatic birth is and the women screaming in the movies and all of that, you know, that, yeah. that on a subconscious level really does create fear in women. And that is what, you know, can create a painful experience for you is your belief that it's going to be painful yeah and there's so many I'm so there these for people that are just now kind of learning a little bit about this like you said all there is so much to learn there's water birth there's birth with dolphins there's you know um, yeah I mean there's so many things and and during your pregnancy there's so many things you can do to ensure that you have the easiest pregnancy from visualizing I remember doing these listening to these meditations where I visualized um an easy birth easy Mm -hmm. and uh there's you you can do these things where you take olive oil and your your partner has to do it actually Mm -hmm. and and like helps to soften the perineum 
suddenly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and there's so many things that we don't yeah. know and that's why I was so passionate I wrote a book I'm like 98 mm-hmm. percent of women 97 but whatever women go to the hospital don't have a clue about any of this stuff right if I wrote my book for the for the people who were planning to do a hospital birth it's like look you need to know all this stuff because there's so many things that the doctors don't even know so anyway we could go on and on and I am just so grateful to you both for bringing out this topic out to the surface again and Mm -hmm. keep us in the loop. And I just wish you blessings and I wish you blessings into the future in this, this seed that you're planting that is, is from a mighty, mighty tree and they're out there. And I, I, I wish this for humanity as well. So I'm grateful for you coming on freedom junkie radio and, um, yeah, blessings on on you, you, your family, and everything that you're doing and bringing into the world. Thank, Thank you, Betsy. you, Betsy. Yeah, we'll need all the good vibes we can get for the symposium, and you know, like I, I mean, we're at a point where we're just even if even if no one comes to the symposium, it, it'll still be an amazing thing that we did, and uh, I honestly don't think it, I think it'll be packed. So mm-hmm. I really hope to see you and, and all the people there. Right. Um, I think it'll be an amazing experience for everyone. Okay. And if you have, do you still have room for some speakers if somebody's interested in contacting you for that? Yeah, we, we're still uh, locking down the rest of our speakers. We do have some uh, some slots available that we're, we're finalizing, looking to fill. Yeah, yeah. And, and waiting to hear back from a couple more people, but we're, yeah. Yeah. we're getting close to being full on yeah. our speakers. But yeah. definitely the best way to contribute is just to help promote the event. You know, mm-hmm. just talk about it, tell your friends. And uh, if you feel so inclined, you know, purchase a ticket and come join us in person because we'd love to see you in person. And it's being held at Casa de Luz, which is like an, an oasis in the Austin um, city. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's spiritual. It's chill. It's, honestly, I couldn't have asked for a better place to be in. We have such a good relationship with them and, and they make amazing food too. So, yeah. And um, I do have one more thing to say, um, you know, for those people who are maybe pregnant and are, you know, planning a hospital birth, it is never too late to change your mind. Yeah. I mean, you could be going into labor and say, you know what, I don't want to go to the hospital. I trust my body. I'm going to do it here. You know, I mean, that's a bit extreme. Like you do want to feel prepared, but I just want to like mention that it is possible to change course, even if you've started off on that path. And so, I mean, if you're hearing about this event and you know, someone who's pregnant, you know, someone who's trying to get pregnant, definitely spread the word. Um, We'd love to share this information with you. And that is also the reason like why we've culminated all this information into one place is the same reason you wrote that book because there's so many things to touch on with the whole experience from conceiving to giving birth to postpartum, you know, and it's hard to find all that information. It's a lot of time spent researching, which is great if you love doing research like me, but if that's daunting to you and you'd rather find it all in one place, you know, check out the birthright book or come to this event in person and get your 
questions answered in person and yeah and you don't have to do it alone i think that's the biggest thing it's like you don't as a mother you don't have to do this by yourself like you can lean on other mothers who have gone through the process and and it's also good to have these discussions with other moms you know like in what in what place can you have a discussion with other moms about home birth and like how amazing it can be for your baby right like so we're creating this community from the ground up and um you know we just we want you to to, we want this to be for you. Well, we're creating it for you, you know. Awesome, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. And I'm going to sign off, Freedom Junkies. Uh, thank you, Allison and Nelson. And till next time, ciao. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Betsy. I live better than a king ever did. I live better than a king.